0: let's get educated that's why we're here to bring you the stories impacting k-12 classrooms and college campuses it's time for a little education
1: hello everyone i am katie petrick joined by david fiorazzo and woo, we got some uh, crazy craziness to talk Always. about today all right hundreds of students in new hampshire walked out of their high school why why? Why would, you, why would you walk out? For the, the most important reason ever. The school board decided to cover the urinals in the boys' bathrooms because they were deemed insensitive toward girls who identify as boys. What's worse? The fact that the urinals are not allowed to be used or that students are walking out because urinal usage?
2: Okay, this is where we get into more ridiculous So, New Hampshire school bans urinals amid gender identity bathroom kerfuffle. I've always liked that word kerfuffle. It's a great word. Rarely have an opportunity to use it in a sentence. Uh, So, the students staged a walkout. Oh my goodness, New Hampshire, right? So, apparently they're protesting an unusual compromise that avoided a requirement for students to use bathrooms corresponding with biological sex. And the compromise bars students from using urinals and communal spaces in locker rooms with the eventual plan to include enclosing all bathroom and locker room stalls. Um, Let's watch this video and, and get a setup on this.
3: Milford High School students staging a walkout in response to the school board's bathroom restrictions that limit the number of students who can use the facilities to the number of stalls available. Nobody asked for this. Nobody but the few parents who complained to the school board asked for this. The board voted on the measure on Monday after a proposal was brought forth that would change the district's bathroom policy, which allows students to use whichever bathroom aligns with their gender identity. The proposal would require students to use the bathroom associated with their biological sex, male or female, while students. Agree they do not like the current bathroom restrictions. We're all a high school, and the fact that you
1: see this many people out here right now ready to kind of stand against the school board just kind of signifies that. Some
3: have different opinions about what should be done to address the larger issue.
1: As a female, I don't
3: I don't think that it's safe to have males in our bathroom. This is creating just a complex system of inequality within our LGBTQ plus students. Teachers, parents, and administrators tell News Nine they're happy students were able to come together peacefully.
2: Proud of our students i really am
0: this is what gets the attention needed to make a decision that's best for everybody
2: all right so katie what i got out of that protest <laughs> i love one of the signs we want urinals we when do we want, want
1: them urinals. Now. <laughs> we uh, want now
2: you know so think about this out of all the things you could protest um so they want urinals
1: there it is this, we want them
2: this is didn't we say ridiculous? You said we do crazy here, too. We, we do crazy. crazy every a lot day. of it's crazy. Every the bigger, day.
1: broader picture, though, obviously, yes. is the fact that we have to even have a school board meeting about it or consideration of what's happening well, with Bath Well, it bathrooms. is New Hampshire. True.
2: I've been I think I've been to Milford in hmm. the 80s in the early 1980s I think I was there Was it
1: was it the same as it is now? I think no, it might no, have I'm been sure a little different.
2: sure it's not the same as it is now.
1: Back in the day when boys used the boys restrooms and girls used their yeah. girls restrooms and it was just boys and girls, which it still is, but not in the minds of some those who say that we now can't have urinals because of yeah. equity.
2: The day when students and faculty were not confused about gender issues and how to accommodate or serve or make sure they're following dei
1: a little over 50 years ago they protested war and poverty and such and now it's protesting urinals i i would jump on and have like a side protest about urinal cakes personally because the (laughs) smell of urinal cakes Ugh. (laughs) Protest on that. That's a little side. That How was do you know just, what
2: urinal cakes are?
1: Because I've had to clean bathrooms. <laughs> I'm
2: kidding.
1: <laughs> yes, I've been in the men's room to clean the bathrooms. You're wow. welcome.
2: We're learning a lot about Katie and I Patrick. Had today. So
1: many talents, yes. let me tell you. Yes. One of them is uh, not protesting, though, urinal cakes oh or, or urinals for that matter. And so the, the fact that we can't have the adults in the room because we don't have adults in the room to just stand up and say, use the bathroom that your biological sex dictates you use instead we have to do all this wishy washiness oh we're trying to we're trying to appease all oh, as many people as we can because oh we don't want to offend so we're going to try and do this Ugh. and do this we don't have any adults left in the room no we no. don't and in according to, based on what was in that that clip a majority of the people on that school board looked to be male they looked like men so we don't have any men so what are you left. saying
2: so what's your point
1: so my, po- <laughs> my point is men should have stood up and said, no, I will use a urinal. Jeez. Is it more comfortable for you, gentlemen? I, I'm not sure. Um, I
2: wouldn't
1: know on that. That's a, that's a that. personal
2: question, is it, and no? I, I do have a response, but I think I should keep that one to myself. <laughs> um, actually, I don't like urinals, but okay. anyway, that's, another, that's for another story. So the problem is there was a policy that was proposed that did not go into effect and would have required students to listen to this think about again think about what our great grandparents would say to this this policy that was proposed would have required students to use the bathroom that corresponded with his or her biological sex
1: and our great grandparents would say and That was a waste of ink you just used because that shouldn't even be a sentence that needs to be put down on paper. You know, I'm but this pretty is the, sure that's what they would have yeah, said.
2: Yeah, this is yeah. the modern education system. They've been, they're been told to push this and they are pushing it on the youngest and youngest of children so of course there's confusion and i mean this is i mean satan reigns when there's confusion right he's the father of lies and that's what this is all built on it's built on lies and believing falsehoods and believing delusional ideas that you can be whatever you want to be and identify any other day and and it just causes a lot of it causes a lot of damage to kids and i think we just missed the point we're seeing them out there we want urinals Maybe and there wasn't we that, married. I believe, wasn't that a girl holding up that sign? Probably. <laughs> Will well, you show, can you show yes. that again? I'm I'm curious to see if that was a girl holding up that sign. I didn't even think about that. But then I, I anyway, I thought it was a girl. So um, the Milford School Board member, um, Noah Bodralt said, I want to be clear, it was a compromise to both sides of the issue. Um, so he proposed this. Removing urinals, enclosing the stalls, and banning the use of communal changing areas and locker rooms. So think about this, Katie. How much money will the, the taxpayers have to foot this bill for if every school, what did he say, uh, encloses all every stall? Every so everybody's in their own stall in mm-hmm. every bathroom, mm-hmm. and changing areas and locker rooms. They're closing. Banning the use of these mm-hmm. communal changing
1: areas—they—they they, they say what was it thirty thousand was the estimated actual cost of of one of these compromise measures. But just in Noah's comment about wanting to be clear how it was a compromise to both sides of the issue is they want their urinal cakes, and they want to eat them too. <laughs> Jeez. On that note,
2: still to come, a university in Canada has also jumped on the trans bandwagon, no surprise, offering 150 locations on campus where all, I'm quoting, all students who menstruate can get tampons, including men's bathrooms. Do we have to, all right, we're talking about that next.
1: Let's have some more bathroom talk, shall we? (laughs) At Western University in London, Ontario, Canada, 150 machines to dispense free menstrual products will be installed in all bathrooms because they want to support students who menstruate. Okay. Now this is an initiative it's called free the dot and it was started back in 2022 and it says on the website that menstrual products are not a luxury they are a necessity. Period. And then they put a period. 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 I, oh, I see what they well, did there. So is that the see what grammatical, grammatical period? Period. Or? Period. I, I, I so that. it's the word period. Okay. <sighs> Free the dot is a new menstrual program produced in collaboration with the USC and food support services where Western students can order pads, tampons, panty liners, menstrual cups, condoms. Wait, what? And dental dams to be mailed to you directly. Free the dot is... Is a confidential service. Your information will be shared only with trained staff and volunteers, and your package will have minimal identifying information associating it with the USC. They have a eight hundred thousand dollars worth of funding for this. What a waste.
2: What an what What an incredible waste.
1: Okay. Anytime we get these stories, Mm. I take personal interest, being that I am a biological woman. Do we have to say biological? I'm a woman, gall darn it. Um, We never had any of this discussion with tampons and pads and all that. Because guess what? As a woman, as a female, as a teenager, you dealt with it. You talked to your parents about it. There were ways you could, if you needed to, you talked to the school nurse. You don't need the student government or the organizations at any school fighting on your behalf because they're not fighting for women and females, they're fighting for men who don't even menstruate to get products into their bathrooms. In the
2: men's men's bathrooms, ladies and gentlemen. Because we
1: just have this psychosis going on. So everything, and this was not an issue until within the past five years, when all of a sudden it started creeping up and it it did start on college campuses and then it worked its way down to the K-12 system, where all of a sudden... We need to make it so every girl, and not girl, because they say it's those who menstruate.
2: Students who students menstruate. Students who
1: menstruate. Yeah. They, have, they have the right, the right to free access to, according to Free the Dot, condoms and dental dams. Now,
2: David. Yes?
1: How, this, even though you're male. Yes. Um, how is it that condoms are part of menstrual? needs
2: I don't think they're related they're at not all. yeah they're not
1: so Some you can chime in on this birth money.
2: control um, but
1: it has nothing to do with see it's how they're all putting in a one big umbrella and they're making it so that they have eight hundred thousand dollars in funding so they're going to take all this money
2: and where does that money come and where does that from, money do come think? from
1: this is exactly so um, just so since, I mean, none of you asked, I'm going to provide this information. <laughs> the products they are using are a hundred percent organic cotton, oh. biodegradable and synthetic free tampons oh, and pads. You
2: should have led with I that. I should have led with that. Because that to, makes everything yes, uh, just completely student, understandable. Yes. The now. student
1: council picked the company to purchase <laughs> from because it aligns with the values of the school's program.
2: The values of the school's program.
1: Yep. Yep. That's yep. That's right. Of course, they started a petition because... They don't need to, 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 I guess, protest for urinals like over in New Hampshire. In uh, Canada, they just have these petitions, where it says menstrual products are a necessity for a large portion of Western's population.
2: Okay, instead of half the population, they're not a, as, lar- a yeah, large right, portion. See how they did
1: that? See that a large portion. They added
2: that portion of men and, who menstruate yep. into that apparently.
1: <laughs> and students who menstruate, but uh, including, but not limited to, female non-binary, and transgender students require access to these products in order to move through daily life. Again, none of this happened up until five years ago when all this nonsense started. Because as a woman, this is part of being female, is getting the monthly cycle, as it's called, without getting into details for you gentlemen who may be queasy about all of it. But that's part of being a lady. It's life. It's life. life. on
2: planet Earth. And you
1: were able to go through it, yeah. up until five minutes ago, for well, five years. Since <laughs>
2: but- since this is trending on yes, is. campuses in Canada, and probably a lot of them, I know it started at the Ivy Leagues in, in America, mm-hmm. but they're, they're talking about this being a trend on college campuses in Canada. And my wife is from Toronto, not Toronto, it's Toronto. Oh. March, 2022, a year ago, just about, the University of Toronto announced it would install, install 75 product dispensers in seven buildings. I think we did a story on this last year, by the way, providing free tampons and sanitary pads to female, male and gender inclusive washrooms. So the male restrooms, bathrooms, they got the tampons and sanitary pads. Yep. And, and on, students are so thankful they're free.
1: Free. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to discuss a new report that claims New York City teachers who refused to get the jab actually had their fingerprints sent to the FBI and New York Police Department. What? But now they're asking everyone not to be divisive and uh, just, it never happened. Forget it ever happened. That's next.
0: Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company.
1: Big Brother is always watching you. 1984. George Orwell. Go read it. But really, Big Brother is always watching you because for New York City teachers who refused the uh, shot in the arm, as we'll call it, for the, uh, you know, that vaccine for that one thing that we had two years of our lives just completely wiped away from, that thing, their personnel files were being flagged and their fingerprints were sent to the FBI in the New York Criminal Justice Services. Now, <sighs> let's remind everyone, the New York City vaccine mandate required that the Department of Education employees to be fully vaccinated against COVID by September 5th, 2022. All right, they were all required to do that. And I remember we talked about this, right? As of mid-September, so a week, 10 days, two weeks after that deadline of September 5th, about 1,950 New York City Department of Education employees had been fired, nearly 2,000 had been fired for declining to get the COVID-19 vaccine. All right, well, here's what has happened since. There are several different cases, I guess, uh, of individuals who are educators who now can't find jobs. Here's one such case. An assistant principal in the Bronx was suspended without pay for not getting the COVID vaccine. According to an affidavit, which means they they needed to tell the truth, swore an affidavit. Wow. Stated that and while she applied to over sixty jobs, 60. Six zero, 60 jobs during that span, she received no offers because as one interviewer told her, the Department of Education attached a problem code to like for her her file. Due to yeah, her file due to alleged misconduct. While she waited for a decision, her home went into foreclosure. Her son had to leave college and she was forced to get vaccinated to feed oh. her family. Yes, because mm. she didn't get the jab. So when you put in someone's file that well, misconduct, that misconduct was simply not getting the vaccine. And wow. so then 60 jobs. Six, and if you're an assistant principal, you will get interviews. You will get job offers. I thought we were in such a panic that we don't have enough teachers or enough educators right. or anything in the school system. They honestly, for substitute teaching nowadays, just need a warm body.
2: Yeah, You don't need
1: any degrees anymore in many instances, and they will pay you top dollar just to be a substitute teacher if you're looking for a gig. And they're willing
2: to go this far and not hire the troublemakers. The trouble, the
1: misconduct files, yes. Um, Alliance Defending Freedom said that a former therapist at New York City's Early Intervention Program for Children with Disabilities or Developmental Issues Okay, so think of, I mean, that person, a therapist, for anything with early intervention programs for kids with disabilities or any developmental issues, they're going to be in high demand. But she found out that she was labeled with a problem code, as it's being called with quotes here, problem code, by an agency that she was working with. She said that, I was shocked that I had been flagged as ineligible to work because such problem codes often indicate poor performance reviews or misconduct or even criminal activity. None of these apply to me. I did not understand how someone from outside the Department of Education could even possess this incorrect information about me. I was extremely embarrassed by its negative implications, and I was immensely disappointed that I had to inform the families that I had been assigned to that I could not service their children. So when we talk about its personal decision to get certain you know, vaccines or not, you have to think of implications down the line on the ways that because i chose not to how it impacts because we are always just focused on you must get the jab because it, if you don't it will impact um families like with their health and you're gonna you know we all were told we're gonna kill grandma right if you don't do this like right. you must get but look at because she, she didn't get the jab she's not allowed to be in part of the children like she can't help children because of this well it's, it's really
2: you think about it I'm, I'm thinking as you're reading through this i'm thinking we are we were we were the land of the free
1: yeah we were mm.
2: are we a free country really are we still when they're forcing people to do something like this against their will now we're talking about um, hospital workers we're talking about educators we're talking about people in in the you know healthcare and all these different professions as well military being forced to get this vaccine, right? And, and when you read the words misconduct or even criminal activity, you're going to stick something in my arm that I don't want in my body and I can't say no, and that's criminal activity and then you're going to put it on my file and cancel me from get prevent me from getting another job in that field that I'm trained for? So that I can make a living? Are you kidding? So, our land of the free? Sorry. This is just, this is one of those that really boils my blood, what they've mm-hmm. done in the last couple of years. The globalists, the Democrats, socialists, the Marxists in America, and they're pushing this agenda to control. It is about power, control, it is about money, big pharma, but I'm off my soapbox because, you know, Katie probably has a closing word. Um, that was pretty restrained, by that the way. Was that was like less than yeah. two minutes. And I could rail on Preach. this for a half
1: hour or more. Or more. <laughs> all right. Well, still to come, one of the top fast food restaurants known for their chicken hmm, and wonderful service. Oh, I wonder who it could be, <laughs> is testing out a new sandwich that has everyone talking. We're going to see what you all think about it next.
0: If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free
2: Well, we've got one, uh, two of them close to us now, and that would be Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, I could eat there seven times a day. All right, anyway, or seven times a week, but I can't on Sundays. So here's what they're doing. They're testing a new first ever plant forward entree, the Chick-fil-A cauliflower sandwich. That's right, cauliflower for more of a healthy choice. But Katie, doesn't that look fried?
1: Yeah, that doesn't look any healthier.
2: Yeah, um, Mm. yeah, I'm not sure that's, um, I'm gonna have to go ahead and (laughs) pass on that. Mm, Yeah, Mm. let's watch the video.
4: Let us be the first to introduce you to the Chick-fil-A Cauliflower Sandwich. Yep, you heard that right. This is the chain's first totally plant-based sandwich, and it's based directly on feedback from loyal customers who were seeking a plant-forward menu item that still tastes, looks, and feels like Chick-fil-A. The cauliflower slices are pressure-cooked, soaked in a secret Chick-fil-A marinade, and then hand-breaded using the same method as their chicken sandwiches. That means they're not strictly vegan, as they're dipped in a milk and egg mixture and then heavily coated in CFA's proprietary breading, just like the real thing. The sandwich is then finished off in true Chick-fil-A style with two dill pickle chips and a buttery toasted bun. At first glance, this sandwich looks a lot like Chick-fil-A's original chicken sandwich. In fact, you'll need to take a real close look to even tell the difference between the two. The texture is what really knocks this sandwich out of the park, though. It's the perfect balance of tender but with a little bit of a bite, and it's surprisingly juicy for a vegetable that's been cooked twice. The company has spent nearly five years crafting and developing the cauliflower sandwich, trying hundreds of samples and endlessly toying with the recipe and cooking method until it landed on the perfect product.
2: It does no. look good. It does look good, and yeah. you know I would try it. But if you think about, it, you know, they're coming up with a healthy choice, right? And it shows them in their Chick Fil A special sauce so- soaked or marinated, and then it's breaded in their special recipe. And then they didn't mention what happens from the breading stage. To putting it in the bun. What happens between that point, Katie?
1: Yeah, and we did did I miss it or did we not see a single like cut profile picture of what it looks the inside. on the inside? Yeah, what's on the inside? Is anyone sure any of those images actually were the cauliflower? Yeah, what's in or there? Or does it you know just what marketing does? Oh, it looks so great. It looks like the real thing. Maybe it actually was the real thing, and then what you whatever you you will get is something else. Now, if anyone out there is watching right now and maybe is enjoying or not enjoying a chick-fil-a cauliflower sandwich is that what it's called probably a chick-fil-a cauliflower sandwich yeah Um, something like that post a picture of it what it actually looks like let us know i want to know i am i am i'm intrigued i guess it's only it's not available everywhere no let's
2: mention the markets three markets denver actually a denver Charleston, South Carolina, and North Carolina's Greensboro Triad region. So those three region, All right, regions let us are know. testing the cauliflower, the Chick-fil-A cauliflower sandwich. I don't know what they're calling it. It's it's just Chick-fil-A. Flowers. It looks just <laughs> like a chicken sandwich, but. Um,
1: Let chicken be chicken again. Anyway, if you are a fan of the show, please do your thing and like, comment, share the video if you're watching us on the social media. And now for David and myself, thank you for watching, thank you for listening, and thank you for supporting what we do here. Until next time, stay educated.
0: Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.